Welcome everybody to Bleacher Brawls. This is John and it is my first time hosting. I'm excited because I get to host a brawl between Doug and Luke. Uh, this is going to be a great brawl tonight, guys. We got the question is, did the Red Sox or did Bloom make a mistake in trading Hunter Renfro? Was Hunter Renfro deal a good trade or was it a bad trade? And these guys are going to argue it out because honestly, they've been arguing it out for about a year now. And I think it's about time we really settled this. So steel cage match tonight, everybody get ready for it. Um, the first thing we're going to do is we like to kind of, we're going to have an opening statement from each of these guys. Then we're going to get into some talking points and then we're going to let them just argue it out before the closing statement. So I'm really excited to get started. I can barely contain myself. So that being said, uh, let's open it up. Luke, why don't you start with an opening statement since you're the one taking the stance that nobody else seems to understand. I don't know if I'd say it was a good trade, but I don't think it was nearly as bad a trade as some people think. I think Heimblum's mind was in the right place. I don't think it worked out for the team. But anyway, look, Hunter Renfro is a very good player. I'm not arguing against that. He's got good power. He's got a great arm in right field. He was a key part of the team in 2021, uh, which was his only year uh, in Boston. Um, of course, he was also a huge part of the glaring weakness of the team in 2021, which was defense. The uh, The Red Sox were second last in team fielding percentage Uh in the entire in major league baseball in 2021. Uh, and Hunter Renfro was a big part of that. Uh, he was, or as the year went on, he became kind of a hot dog in the outfield. Uh, he made an error for almost every one of the outfield assists uh, that he racked up that he became known for that fans really started to appreciate early in the season uh, kind of worked to, to a detriment uh, later on in the season, I think. Um, and, and he had an ungodly number of errors for a right fielder. Uh, I'm not sure any of us could uh, manage to rack up 12 errors uh, playing right field in Major League Baseball. Um, uh, Heimblum has been tasked with rebuilding a farm system while competing uh, in a good division, which since he's been there has all of a sudden turned into a juggernaut of a division. Um, he's got the goal of building cost control a cost controlled foundation of a team uh, that can add stars to fill gaps that can't be filled from within the system uh, when that is your objective when those are your two objectives building the farm system while compete trying to compete for championships you're going to have to make some tough tough decisions you're going to have to sell high on some players to gather prospects for your system and to build that up so it makes perfect sense to sell high on a good player who was a huge contributor uh to the team's biggest weakness. He was a big contributor on offense, but he was also a big contributor to the team's greatest weakness, which was their defense. Um, in exchange uh, for Hunter Renfro, the Bloom picked up a defensive whiz uh, to sharpen uh, that weakness and two prospects who each had standout tools uh, to add to the farm system, which is the power of Alex Pinellas and the speed of David Hamilton. Um, uh uh, it look the trade absolutely did not work out for the team. Uh, I think mostly because of JD Martinez's lack of athleticism and Kike Hernandez's injury. All of a sudden, uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. went from a fourth outfielder to an everyday outfielder, uh, which he's got no business of uh, being really. Um, he was supposed to be the fourth outfielder. Um, 
it didn't work out, but I do agree with the logic of the move and the thought process uh, that Heim Bloom had. Um, and look, Renfro didn't catch on here, but it seems that he hasn't been able to catch on anywhere uh, for some reason. So that's where I'll end it. Okay, so when Luke and I were sitting in Torchy's Tacos watching the 2021 Yankees Red Sox like wildcard playoff playing game or whatever it was, and Luke was going on and on about how much he loved Hunter Renfro. I really wish I could have seen into the future and thrown all the stuff that he said back at him. Instead, I had to sit there, watch the Yankees lose, and annoy the Torchy's Tacos bartender. Now, that being said, Doug, I just heard a lot of negative stuff about Hunter Renfro that I'm hearing for the first time, really. What's your take on all this? Let's hear your opening statement. All right. My opening statement is clear that Heimblum, by doing this trade, made the Red Sox a weaker team going into 2022. Um, he gave up offense for defense at, that turned into a ever-revolving shit show of a right right field. Uh, so no matter how bad um, Hunter Renfro was defensively with his 12 errors in uh, in 2021 defense was even worse in 2022 because one get a stable outfielder to play for for more than a week and and once Jackie Bradley Jr. actually ended up getting DFA'd um there was worse because we had idiots like Christian Arroyo looking up trying to find the ball uh that's worse than any error you could make um the red sox 2022 started like shit they went like 10 and 19 or something and offense was a huge problem that we really needed um and and, and we just didn't have we had jackie bradley jr batting and it was a automatic out almost uh, whereas Renfro started the season hot. He was leading the league in home runs for a while, uh, not leading the league, but he was up there in the top. Uh, he had a, a lot of home runs early on that could have won a game or two more. And maybe that 10 and 19 is 15 and 15, right? Or maybe it's not, maybe it's still 10 and 19, uh, but more offense would have helped. And there are a lot of other factors contributing into that, but I will concede back to you and we can get this going. All right, good. I'm ready to get started here, guys. So here are opening statements. Now I got came up with a couple of questions I want to ask both of these guys, and I'm going to be very clear here. I am going to be impartial. I'm not taking sides. I have a feeling on how this trade played out and how it went down my take on it. And that being said, uh, despite the fact that in every brawl Luke and I've had so far, Pat and Luke have colluded against me. I'm a better person than both of these guys. So we're going to get this started. No collusion here, complete fairness. And I think these questions really are going to give you guys a good chance to make your points and get to the bottom of this trade and see who really, how this trade really played out. So that being said, Doug, I'm going to start with you. Um, you're pro Hunter Renfro. Think the Red Sox should have kept him. 
Uh, and part of the reason for that being the 2021 season. So, or the whole reason for that, because that's the only season he actually played for the Red Sox. So my question to both of you guys, starting with Doug, how much do you feel Hunter Renfro contributed to the Red Sox making it all the way to the 2021 ALCS? Well, um, offensively, Hunter Renfro had his best year in 2021, and he was cheap, 3.1 million. It was a great trade by, or a great pickup by Bloom to bring Renfro in. Uh, one of probably his best low-key move that he's made since he's gotten here. Um, just how much did he help? Well, three, 30 home runs, 100 RBIs for three point for 3.1 million. I mean, yeah, he helped a lot. 31 home runs, 96 RBIs, 259 batting average, 315 on base and 33 doubles in 2021. Um, going down the list and looking the only one with more home runs was Devers. And uh, Renfro would have been second. And then JD Martinez would have been third with 28, if my numbers are correct. Um, so he, he was huge. I mean, he was the s- second most home runs, like I said. Um, and so when you trade away your second most home run producing guy, uh, that's obviously going to hurt. That's, I feel like I answered the question. <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah, good answer, dog. I, but look, now I want to hear from you because as everybody knows, we've been friends for 20 years now. So 2021 season encapsulates that. And one of the things that happened in 2021 season the Red Sox, as much as I hate to admit it, were a better team than the New York Yankees. You reminded me that, reminded me of that probably every single day of the 2021 season, to be fair, and probably a lot quite for quite some time after the 2021 season as well. Uh, you did seem to like Hunter Renfro, but you made some good points in your opening statement about some of his flaws. So let's hear uh, how do you, much do you feel Hunter Renfro contributed? to the Red Sox making it all the way to the 2021 ALCS. He was a big contributor on offense. He had 31 home runs, 96 RBIs, 33 doubles, and 816 OPS. For two short stretches in uh, June and August, he was the biggest offensive weapon they had. He carried the offense for a couple of uh, stretches there in the summer. I I remember that really clearly, actually. the pop that he brought to the lineup that I really wasn't expecting from him at the beginning of the season really lengthened that lineup and made it more formidable one to nine, a lot more formidable, but he was also a train wreck at times on defense. He got six, he, 16 outfield assists, which is impressive. He was racking those up at the beginning of the season. I was thinking, wow, Bloom really did pick up a steal here with this guy, but how do you make 12 errors in a season playing right field? And the answer is once he started racking up those outfield assists, he, he got really cocky, became Brett Favre. He just started slinging the ball all over the field, uh, just thinking he was going to get out. hot dogging it all over the place to show off his cannon. And, um, you know, one play in particular, I remember it was late in the game. The Red Sox were up one. Someone hit a ground, uh, a grounder to right center and, 
Uh, Renfro is charging after the ball. Kike is turning up the ball. Uh, Hunter Renfro sticks his hand out, like almost gives Kike the stiff arm, like, out of here, buddy. I'll take care of this one. Feels it, airmails the catcher. The tying run scores uh, because of the error. The winning, the what proves to be the eventual winning run gets in, uh, into scoring position. Um, he just, he didn't, ex- he, he had a great arm, but he didn't exercise good judgment at all in the outfield, it seems like. Um, I agree that the offensive production outweighs those defensive gaffes significantly. I'll stipulate to that until the playoffs. Once the playoffs started, 194, no home runs, one RBI, two doubles, 270 slugging percentage, 643 OPS, 12 strikeouts in the 2021 playoffs. For his career, his slash line is 186 average, 284 on base, 339 slugging, 623 OPS, 23 strikeouts, eight RBIs, eight walks for his career in the playoffs. He's still a very good player, um, but sacrificing him to improve the defense and rebuild, help rebuild the farm system that Dave Dombrowski had decimated three years before. Uh, well, two year, two years before then. No, three years before then. Um, it made sense at the time. You have to make tough decisions uh, when you have such multifaceted objectives like Han Bloom did uh, due to having to clean up Dave Dombrowski's mess. Uh, Dave Dombrowski being the fly-by-night grifter like Lyle Langley from The Simpsons, the guy who sold them the monorail that ended up crumbling and ended up uh almost destroying Springfield. If Dave Jombrowski turns out to be that guy from the Simpsons that sold a monorail, I forget his name that you just said, uh, and just the Red Sox crumble like that monorail did. I I already say Dave Dombrowski's a Hall of Fame GM, but that really locks it in as a first ballot Hall of Fame GM. I know that's why you say Dave Dombrowski is a Hall of Fame GM. I know he's your favorite Red Sox GM of all time, John, because of what he did to them on his way out the door. (laughs) Okay, so that's a talk for a different day. (laughs) Let's not get sidetracked here. Luke has some excellent insight. All right, now I'm going to go back to Doug on this first one. Um, On this next question anyway, I would like to actually hear from you first. Because we talked about 2021. Now let's talk about 2022. Uh, what do you think the Red Sox 2022 season looks like if they keep Hunter Renfro instead of trading for him for J- Jackie Bradley? Doug, what's your take on it? All right. So I got a couple points here. Um, having Renfro for the like the whole year, which he played the whole year in right field for the Brewers, um, you're adding – 29 home runs, 72 RBIs, 255 batting average, 315 on base percentage, and 23 doubles. All right. Jackie Bradley Jr. came nowhere close to any of that. So there was zero offensive production from right field. Okay. And I don't, I don't, I don't, maybe I can ask Luke a question because I don't remember right now, but who was their right fielder supposed to be at the beginning of the year? At the beginning of this season, I, j- I just don't even remember. Um, I think uh, I have it written down somewhere. Um, but Kike getting injured screwed it up. Uh, it was supposed to be um, JBJ and geez, I can't remember now either. Well, JD Martinez was supposed to split time with him. I think JD Martinez was supposed to spend more time in the outfield, and JBJ was supposed to, you know, fill in from time to time. JD wasn't supposed to DH every single day. Okay. All right, so 
maybe if I remember now, some combination of JD Martinez or Jaron Duran was supposed, maybe was the thought at the beginning, right? Uh, so one, they had no clear plan of who was going to play an everyday right field. So right off the bat, because Luke even said it, J, uh, JBJ was supposed to be brought in as a fourth outfielder. Um, so, so one, not having Renfro let them go into 2022 without having a, an actual plan of who's going to play right field 80% of the time. Okay. Because there's just, well, maybe he'll play, maybe he'll play. Right. We all know JD Martinez is not an outfielder. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a DH. Okay. Um, anyone could have told you that that was going to be a bad idea going in. So uh, one offense, you, you clearly miss all the offense, right? JD, JBJ gave next to dirt. Um, two, his salary was cheap. 7.65 million to JBJ's 11 million, which would have kept the Red Sox under the luxury tax this year. More to come on that. Um, and defensive, uh, sure. I'm not going to make an argument that Jackie Bradley Jr.'s not a good fielder, but uh, looking at 2021, Renfro is at the top of the list pretty much in everything. Outfield assists, double plays turned by right fielders, uh, putouts, um, and, and errors. I'll, I'll give you that one. But I'm taking the good with the bad there and say, like, he's not as bad and as, as a, much of a liability as uh, everyone claims that he is, uh, especially not the liabilities we put out there after JBJ was DFA'd. Uh, so 2022 looks a lot different. You actually have production at the beginning of the year, not an automatic out. Lengthens that lineup so much more at the beginning, especially with uh, Story not uh, contributing it like the first week or two of the season due to whatever reasons and the struggles of everyone else. Renfro would have been a godsend, you know, for that lineup. I concede my time. You were, you were right. It was um, Duran. Duran started the league. I'm almost positive Duran started the year on the roster and it was going to be JD was going to play some left field probably and split time with Verdugo and Duran was going to play right. Um, I'll have to check that one yeah, because Bradley. now that I'm saying it, because I <laughs> thought I originally thought Duran was going to start the season in the majors, but he didn't. Oh, no, you're right. He didn't. Did Ref Snyder start the year with the team or was he in season? Might have I don't him. know why I'm drawing. I'm pretty sure Ref Snyder came in midseason for y'all. Yeah. I, I think you're right, John. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know why I think... I'm drawing such a blank here um, about who was supposed to be the right fielder. But but I th- no, but I think it's JD and JBJ were supposed to split it. That's what I think. That was my first. Right. Uh, let me anyway. l- let me concede the rest to you, and I'll I'll try and do some research offline to see if anyone in the group can uh, confirm. All right. Well, Doug's doing that research. Luke, you mentioned earlier in uh, a few minutes ago that the AL East would turn into a juggernaut this season. Absolutely, hundred percent correct. Red Sox finished in fifth place, but if they had played the AL Central schedule, they're winning that division by probably like five or six games. Um, so that being said, 
Hunter Renfro still on the 2022 Red Sox. How different is that season? How is there a change? Do they make the playoffs? What's your take? What do you think happens if Hunter Renfro stays on the Red Sox? Jackie Bradley Jr. stays with the Brewers. Let's be realistic. The 2022 season still garbage uh, with Hunter Renfro's production in the lineup instead of Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, yeah, maybe there's an extra win or two, uh, especially early in the season, uh, because the bullpen would probably have had a little more breathing room um, in a few of those games uh, after Renfro contributed an extra run or two here or there in a couple games. Um, and he also cleaned up his fielding uh, a lot. He had 11 outfield assists in 2022. He, his errors went down to four, which you ask, if you ask me for a right fielder, that's still kind of high, but you know, it wasn't 12. He dropped his, he, he, he made three times less errors in 2022 than he did in 2021. Um, but uh, look, I mean that adding his offensive production and his defense, not being such a liability out there still would not have been even close enough to overcome the awful bullpen that Heim Bloom put together, which I concede absolutely. Um, the injuries to Chris Sale, Nate Valdi, Michael Waka, Rich Hill, Matt Strom, Trevor Story, Kike Hernandez, Raphael Devers, the beat goes on and on. And um, which which doesn't get hasn't gotten a lot of play since the end of the season, but the the power drain in the middle of that lineup from JD Martinez and Xander Bogarts contributing next to nothing in the months of June, July, and August. It, this was, so look, it was the injuries killed this Red Sox team and the, the terrible bullpen construction killed the 2022 Red Sox. But the middle of the lineup produced so much less than they were supposed to. Xander Bogarts picked it up in garbage time at the end of the season. Once the Red Sox were out of it, made a run at the batting title, but he was really he 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 practically vanished all summer long and that's been a trend for him kill it in um april and may really almost disappear from june through august and then kick it back up in september um and jd martinez had a torrid start and then after may just dropped off the face of the earth i called him just dribblers martinez uh for most of the for the entire second half uh cuz that's what he was so Hunter Renfro's offense in there, that would have helped, certainly. But so many things went wrong for this team. The horrible bullpen, the terrible rash of injuries, the that one week where three guys got knocked out with broken hands um, by hard hit or hard thrown baseballs. Um, Hunter Renfro doesn't change the fortunes of this team whatsoever. All right, guys. Well, you know my, you both know my feeling. Uh, no matter what happens, you could put Jesus Christ Himself on the 2022 Red Sox. They're finishing in last place. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. Neither of you guys asked for it, but I'll give it to you anyway. So, last question, and we're gonna kind of do this. It's the same question, but I have to word it differently to each of these guys based on their takes uh, and their feelings on this trade. So, I, Luke, I want to start with you. It's your turn to go first. Um, why do you think? the compensation of Jackie Bradley Jr. and the two minor leaguers was a fair compensation or fair was fair compensation for Hunter Renfro. I can't remind people enough that that was the compensation. It wasn't just straight up Hunter Renfro for Jackie Bradley Jr. Like I said in my opening statement, Heim Bloom had to 
undergo a rebuilding campaign in a town where you can't just suck for five, six years while you rebuild like you can in Houston uh, or you can in Los Angeles. Um, and so he had to build up the farm system while trying to compete for a championship. Um, and team defense was the biggest drawback in 2021 for this team and getting Jackie Bradley jr helped improve that fielding considerably. So, you know, when you look at it from the 2021 um, perspective, how many games did they lose by because of poor defense? You factor that in with how many games they win because of Hunter Renfro's offense, Jackie Bradley Jr. can make all of those defensive woes from Hunter Renfro disappear and and contribute at least a little bit of the offense. Um, So it makes perfect sense. And look, in 2022, this is last year, the awful year. The Red Sox were ninth in Major League Baseball in runs and OPS, and they were third in average of all of Major League Baseball. That's without Hunter Renfro. Um, even with the injuries and the down years from the guys in the middle of the lineup, offense was not the big issue with this team. Their pitching was atrocious, and their pitching was laid up all season. Um, so Bloom... Um, in three years since he's been here has brought this farm system from 30th dead last in baseball to the top 10 in only three years moves like this have to be made to compile assets that can either become contributors to the big league team down the road or be traded away for big league um, for, for guys who can help the big league team in the future. And a guy like Henry Renfro, essentially a two tool player He's got pop. He can hit the ball far and he's got a cannon for an arm. Those are the kind of guys who make highlight kind of plays who are really flashy and makes people go ooh and ah. But when you look really deep at his numbers, he's not contributing as much as I think a lot of people really thought he was. Um, Alex Benellis and David Hamilton each have standout skills um, that make them attractive chips to have in the system. Benellis with his power, he had 25 home runs in A ball and double A uh, this past season. And David Hamilton with his speed, he had 70 stolen bases in double A this year, set the Red Sox minor league system record. So those are both um, attract, those guys both have tools that are will pop out um, to teams that are looking at minor league assets of other teams if they want to make a trade to build their own system. So the development of those two players, Benellis and Hamilton, could lead them to be good MLB contributors to help the Red Sox or be traded in packages uh, for other major league uh, contributors uh, down the road. And that can't, that, that cannot be overlooked when you think about this. Doug, I saw you shaking your head over there to a lot of Luke's points. So I know you disagree. I think he just does that whenever I talk. (laughs) Pretty, pretty. Well, hey, coming from someone else who does that too. (laughs) So, um, so what the guy was saying, Doug, um, I saw you shaking your head. I know you disagree with this trade wholeheartedly. So I want to pose the question to you, similar to Luke, but a little bit different. If you are in Heim Bloom's position and you're tasked with like you have to trade Hunter Renfro, no choice, guy has to be traded. What do you consider fair tr- compensation for Hunter Renfro? And this is not just exclusive to trading with the Brewers. You are able to shop Hunter Renfro to any team. What's your idea of fair compensation for Hunter Renfro? Yeah, I, I can't answer that question because I'm not trading him. There's no reason you need to trade a guy who's only making 
I mean, they know what they're projected to make. He's still a controllable young asset. He's still that controllable asset that that he that Bloom wants so much, right? He's absolutely controllable and cheaply controllable too. They knew what he was going to project to make in arbitration. 3.1 million to 7.65 million is not a lot. Like you're not breaking the bank one way or the other by saving or trading him. So at, at a cheap price like that, I'm not trading him. Like it, it, there's just no need. Um, it, 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 it's, it's just, you take a 2021 team that has Renfro on it. That was what one win away from the world series or whatever it was. And you subtract from your team. Like we didn't get, the only addition was story real, real major offensive addition was story. Right. Um, so, so you're adding at this point, you're adding to what the offense was in 2021. Right. So if, if you go to the ALCS, it's not like, well, we waited to the ALCS this year, but I don't think we're going to make it next year. No, you say if we make it this year, we have a good chance of making it next year. So the fact that you you had to subtract from that roster just doesn't make any sense. It 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 just it just doesn't make any sense. So I cannot answer that question because I'm not trading a controllable asset. Like you would have had them for 2021, 2022, and 2023. You could have traded them at any time. You didn't have to trade them that year. They could have waited till after this year and traded him. Maybe you get something different. I don't know. But there is a reason why the, the Brewers wanted to pay all of Jackie Bradley Jr.'s contract is because he sucked. The only thing he could do is catch a ball. And that's it. Here, take a couple prospects. We'll let you have them if you eat all this money because the Brewers are as cheap as they come. I concede my time. All it's right. Like I'm in Congress here. I can see my time to the gentleman. Or High school I school debate style. <laughs> All right, guys. So now, ladies and gentlemen, my favorite part of these brawls, we're going to set a timer and these two guys just get to have at it. They get to yell at each other, ask questions, answer the questions, and just go back and forth and settle this brawl once and for all. We're getting to the at the end of the match. It's time to go home, and these guys are just beating on each other. Who's going to land the finisher first? Is it going to be Doug with the rock bottom? Is it going to be Luke with the stone cold stunner? I can't wait to see it. So, Doug, Luke, I'm going to set the timer. I'm going to put myself on mute, and I am going to let you guys go at it. I'm a submission specialist, actually, but... We don't have to get into that. I'd go rear naked choke on his ass. Luke has put me in a figure four before. He's not (laughs) kidding. And it was flawless. Um, So, yeah. uh, uh, I guess, yeah, I'll ask. I'll ask the first question. Doug, what do you think about a guy who's got some pop and has a great arm, but somehow manages to commit 12 errors in a single season? If he can commit 12 errors in a single season, yet your team can make it to the ALCS and be a win or two away from the World Series, yes, it's a problem, but it's not a major problem, right? 
that's why if you were to bring in a Jackie Bradley Jr., you're not giving up Renfro. You're not giving up, like, I'm giving up, like, that is a for a fourth outfielder, right? I'm not giving up my everyday right fielder from the year before. I don't care. I don't care how many errors he made. And like you said, he got even better last year. And I know you can't project what he's going to do, right? But like, it was clearly a bad trade because he got better defensively, like you said, and he still put up essentially the same offensive numbers and he was cheaper. So cheaper um, that year in 2022, defensively sounder or not as bad and Mm. same offense, but Bloom got rid of him. So yeah, Bloom got rid of him and clearly it wasn't about salary because like you said, Jackie Bradley Jr. actually made more than him. So, I mean, clearly the, the, the thing he was trying to do was uh, you know, improve the farm system. So what do you think, what do you, where do you value, where do you value at the building up of a team's farm system? I know you're more of a, you know, let's, we got the players now, let's, we made the LCS last year, let's play, let's push it, let's see how far you can go. But, you know, when you're trying to build a team, you know, knowing that you're a guy like Bloom, that you see building up the farm system as a must, uh, you know, where do you fall on that philosophy in general? Do you think he should have focused after 2021? Do you think he should have put a uh, prime focus on building up the farm system? If if you make it to, again, I don't know how many times I could say this. If you make it to one or two games away from the World Series, why are you worried about building up the farm system unless you're, you, you're lo- going to lose a guy that you know is not going to come back? Like, like, a, a, a like a, we'll just go with Mookie Betts. Like, I would say probably because, you know, you got Nathan Avaldi going into his, the last year of his contract. You got JD Martinez going into the last year of his contract. You've got to the face. I mean, and Xander Bogart's going to the last year of his contract. You know, the team is going, you know, you can't sign them all. You don't want to sign them all. And Vasquez too. You don't even want to sign all four of those guys, but you know, you, you, you couldn't, even if you wanted to re sign all of them. So, you know, the look of the team is going to be very different in 2023. Right. So, you know, you're changing the face of the team. You're changing the look of the team. So you just think it's better just let it ride one more year, make the team as good as we can in 2022, make that run and just focus on that one year rather than sacrificing a little bit from the current team and, you know, build up the farm system, make it a little better knowing that's how Bloom wants to build the team from sacrificing. We got, what did we sacrifice to fifth place? That's a freaking huge sacrifice to go from first or from, from one uh, win away from the world series to fifth place. Well, it's not like they dropped to fifth place because they lost Hunter Renfro. (laughs) Yeah. But how much are your boys, uh, the, the, those two boys gonna help in 2023. So you're not making where Hunter Renfro would still be controllable. Like, I mean, you're only adding on 4 million by keeping Renfro. But instead, Bloom, in trading for JBJ, actually went over the luxury tax last year. 
So he screwed the team last year too by doing that. Not only offensively it being a horrible trade, but they went they had a 232.783 million dollar payroll last year. The luxury tax being 230. They went over by 2.78 million. Keeping mm. Renfro would have helped them because then so not only did Bloom screw him for 2023, 2022, but now he screwed him for 2023 because now when their free agency is all happening and trades and whatever, um, they're not only they they got to be under the luxury tax to reset it. But and, and that's a huge calculation. Two million, two point seven million is a huge calculation. Yeah, but with all that money coming off the payroll, you know they're gonna be they they're gonna be able to stay under it because they they had 80 million dollars or whatever coming off the books they still have like 30 left to spend for this year yeah, i mean but it's, yeah but they cannot go over this year because then they'll be two years over right and i think it's clear that wasn't going to be a problem though look at all the salary that came off but but it is a problem because th- now there's no one and now we're trying to fill we need a right-handed hitter uh, in right field, and well, you can always you make go. trades. You would have had you know, one. In, you would have had Mookie still if sign him. Okay, <laughs> we're whatever. going a little. We're going a little too far back. Whatever, but then you screw it even more, and you would have had Renfro, and you know, and and he's gonna make. Um, I, I don't know what his projection is. He made. I think seven. it's eleven. I think it's okay. eleven. Or okay, something. how much did we just pay for the Japanese dude? Uh, I think he's gonna be. What like was it? Uh, or something. I. Yeah, I can't remember. Including the posting fee, wasn't it like ninety million roughly? Yeah. So it's still cheaper as Renfro, and you still could have gotten that guy. To posting play fee doesn't count towards the tax. I don't think. I don't think. I think his AAV is like fifteen. Yeah. Either way, it's above what Renfro probably is going to make this year. All right. Do you think Hunter Renfro's career playoff numbers are indicative of his ability to rise to the occasion in big spots? You know, we saw him last year in the playoffs. He looked awful. And his career, I don't know how many play, playoffs he's been through, but uh, his career stats don't look any better. Uh, you got to get to the playoffs before I worry about those numbers. I, okay. If someone's slumping going into the playoffs, don't don't bench him. I don't, I don't care but you got to build a team to make it past 162 games and not finish in fifth place to get to the playoffs. Right. But there's big spots throughout the season as well. And it's, it could be, you know, do you think that's indicative of, all right, he's pitching again. He's playing, he's hitting against a tough pitcher in a tough spot. Look how he did in the playoffs when all the pitchers are good. You know, is is this guy someone who's going to shrivel up when it's uh, when we get to the big spots late in the season? Um, so uh, no, go ahead. If you got an answer, I, I mean, you put Renfro in that lineup last year, he hits the most home runs on the Red Sox. He hits more home runs than Devers. Devers only hit 27. Renfro would have hit 20, 29. So you traded away your leading home run hitter. Okay. Um, he would, he would have been fourth in RBI. So you add that many who, who played right field this, this year. JBJ, I didn't even bother looking at his offensive stats. Oh, yeah, it was I a mess. Their shit. Arroyo. And their center fielder got hurt, too, though. So that that all went into that, too. Um, 
well, no combination of whatever bullshit was put out in right field this year <laughs> is is gonna ease the blow of losing out on 30 home runs 72 rbis it's just i i know you shrug off the fact that that would have helped or you can't put a a number on how many more wins they would have with that instead of what seven home runs combined was seen out of right field last year um it's just it just doesn't make sense well you don't know if all the home runs are going to come in big time big moments or big games they're just not going to come at all (laughs) or they just don't come at all (laughs) can can you name another player who has hit 25 home runs every full season they've played and i mean every season other than the covid season the fake season can you think of a player who's hit 25 home runs every season, has no injury history at all, but has been traded to a different team for five straight seasons? Like, why doesn't any team want to keep him? I don't know. Why do you think? I, I don't know either, but I can't think of one reason why somebody who's that much of a contributor who can has that kind of power and has an arm, even if he plays shaky defense, has a good arm, if he's contributing that much on the field, why in God's name would you want to? Would everybody want to trade him? I don't know. Why did Why did Bloom sign him then? I mean, well, maybe he likes the player. Maybe he really likes the player. Like, yeah, I'll get this guy. And then, who knows? What did something happen during the season? Does it? Is it that? I don't know. You know can you answer that question either? Because I don't think you can. I think you're just speculating here that he's a bad teammate. Well, that's kind of what or, we do, or a, or a clubhouse cancer, as as you probably kind of say. <laughs> I never said the double C word tonight. <laughs> I didn't say that at all. But there's something to be said, I think, about a guy who is, you know, the ball's coming to him, and he thinks he can get the guy heading to third from first. He thinks he can gun down the guy heading home from second. And even though he knows the smart play is to hit the cutoff man maybe a guy who's going to hot dog it and pull out his, pull out his revolver and start spraying everywhere. You know, I'm going to get this guy out at home, you know, a guy who's just going to decide I'm going to, I'm going to take this shot um, that maybe that is kind of a, something you don't want to fester throughout the clubhouse. You know, is that, you know, is that the worst thing in the world for a clubhouse? Of course not. But who knows what else there could be? The guy, the guy, like, you know, the guy's a hot dog on the field. You know, what's he like in the locker room? What's he like, you know, when he's just hanging out with the boys there, you know? I don't know. Answer the question. No, I asked you the question. I don't <laughs> You I gotta don't. answer it. But 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 that doesn't say anything to you that you none of us have ever we tried to do this a couple weeks ago. None of us have ever been able to think of anybody with that kind of power, at least who can't stay on a team for more than a season, five teams in five years now. Hall of Famer, Ricky Henderson, you stole a fuck ton of bases, played for nine, nine teams in his Hall of Fame career. But he he wasn't. Kyle Schwarber played for four teams in his last four years. Yeah, but it wasn't one year with a team, trade him. 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 Like Schwarber's contract came up. And then he got traded at the deadline because his contract was coming up. And then he signed with a new team. And this guy's been traded five times in five years. Nobody wants to keep him, even though he 
hits dingers. He's look, I played with a, a kid in soft uh, in softball once. He played the outfield. Every time the ball came to him, it was a guy on third base. I don't care how deep it was. He caught the ball. He was throwing it home. No, not, no thought to hit the cutoff, man, uh, no matter what. Drives a person freaking crazy. Drives a team crazy. I don't know. I'm just saying. Speculating. Sorry. So let's assume that every one of his 12 errors led to a run, which I don't know if they did or not. But let's just assume they did, right? Let's just assume that every – one of those 12 errors, a drop ball, a pass ball, whatever led to a run, right? So, so he allowed 12 runs to score. He also took off 16 by getting people out. So he was better than he was worse. Well, he didn't get all those guys out at the plate, but just like all it, it doesn't matter. Runs, getting a guy all off the, second, all the errors didn't lead getting to a runs, guy I'm out sure. at second or third is, is, is just as important. It's an out, right? The pitcher pitched, right? The overall result was a hit, right? Or or even a tag up, you know, uh, or a fly ball that was, you know, tag, you know, someone tagging up and he threw out. But uh, let's just assume half of them are a hit, right? That dribbles in at a single. A guy from second go, tries to go to home or first to third situation. Now you either have an out at home or an out at third. I, or an out at second, you know, so, so not only is the hit, the pitcher's fault and not Renfro's, but the Renfro did the most to save his pitcher and record him an extra out when the pitcher gave up a hit. But, but he's showing the team, he's showing everybody watching too. I'm going to hit the cutoff man. If I feel like hitting the cutoff man, it's a, you know, it's, what do you call it? Insubordination or whatever, you know? We're blowing it dead, guys. The time is up. You think you've both made some excellent points there. And now I know how Pat feels when he comes and the time is up and me and Luke don't stop yelling at each other. So, Pat, I feel your pain. I get it. It's not going to stop. I mean, we're going to keep doing it. But I see where you're coming in where you're trying to end it like three minutes after the clock ran out. Look, guys, great points made by both of you. Um. You know, I came in with my, we all know my feelings on this, but Luke, I have to say you have made some excellent points and Doug, you've defended your points really well. So now we're going to come in. It's time for the closing statements. Um, I feel again, you know, Luke might be playing, be the defense in this situation. So I'm going to give him the second chance. The defense is going to close it out with the final closing statements. So Doug, I want you to start. What are your closing statements? All right. So the 2022 Red Sox were a worse team than the 2021 Red Sox. And the, the subtraction of Hunter Renfro's offense was a major issue because offense disappeared from the team as a whole. Um, so a couple points that were made uh, by the opposition is that the defense was a glaring weakness in 21. Well, While that may be true, the 2022 Red Sox, even though their offense was great, they could not score more runs than they let up. So instead of finding players to fix it, or if you didn't need to fix it because you already had Renfro, maybe you score more runs than you let up and win more games. Um, you know, selling high, Luke mentioned earlier, selling high on a good player. So he mentioned selling high on a good player, but then 
Luke's also trying to make it seem like Hunter Renfro is a bad teammate, which he has no uh, proof, no reports from teammates. He just has his own speculation to, to go off of. Um, that trade screwed the team by being over the luxury tax in 2022. So they could not, and they will not go over the luxury tax in 2023. So that hurts them by adding a big free name player, which they did not add this year. And now they can only go in the trade market and lose some of those prospects that Luke is so high on. Um, more outfield assists than errors in 2021 than uh, so he had 16 assists to 12 errors. So he actually saved four more runs that he let up. And uh, I don't know why you would need to rebuild when you're an out or when you're a, a game or two away from going to the world series, you are a contender at that point. Why are you going to subtract and try and rebuild when you just got to the almost got to the World Series? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You could have had Renfro for 2021, 2022, 2023 as just arbitration er- eligible, cheap. Um, but for some reason, last year was the was the time to trade him. I mean, the Brewers traded him this year, but the Brewers are cheap. And why couldn't they have waited till this year to trade him? Maybe you get someone better. Maybe you get, I don't know, someone that's going to, you know, contribute or closer to contributing than, than those other two guys are because they may not contribute ever. They, they're probably not going to contribute in 2023. They're definitely they may not contribute every, you never know, but Hunter Renfro, you know what you missed, you know, you missed 29 home runs, 72 RBIs and the rest. So trading Hunter Renfro was a bad decision. That's it. All right, Doug, strong way to close it. Now, Luke, it's up to you. Let's hear what you have to say. End it. End this conversation right uh, between you guys. Well, I say end it, but I think we know this is going to go on for a while. But let's hear it anyway, Luke. Closing statements. It's. I mean, I thought I already answered that, but I'll reiterate it again. You sell high on Hunter Renfro after 2021 because he's valuable right then. He was probably more valuable than he ever would be, and he is not. He's a, like I said, he's a two tool player. He's not a centerpiece that you build around. You don't have to keep him around and say, we're going to build around Hunter Renfro. He's the kind of guy, he's really good. He makes some highlight, hits some highlight reel bombs, makes some high, highlight reel uh, throws. Maybe some of the less intelligent GMs think this guy's really, really good when, you know, he's a good player who can do some things well. Um, and you, you trade him, you sell high on him to add to that system and you do it because you don't go, go all in for 2022 because Heim Bloom is building for the next decade. He is building to stay good for a while. And he knew Xander Bogarts, JD Martinez, Nathan Avaldi, Christian Vasquez, their contracts were all coming up at the end of 2022. You don't wait till after 2022 to build for beyond then you, you keep developing, you keep evolving as you go on. You don't 
build toward a wall where you're going to stop at the end of 2022 and then pivot and say like, all right, where do we go from here? You know, it's already, it's already begun because the farm system is already, and you said, oh, now you got to, yeah, you got to make a trade for somebody and lose some of those prospects. I don't want to accumulate the prospects just to have the prospects. My goal isn't, I, I don't ideally want to see the Red Sox have the number one farm system. I do want to see a lot of those pieces traded off for major league contributors. Um, so look in closing Hunter Renfro, like I said, a couple times, is a good player. He's got good pop. He's got a cannon for an arm. He's a good two tool player. He's got power. He, and he's got a good arm. Um, but look, he's not look at his numbers, 240 career average, 300 career on base percentage. His career slugging percentage is under 500, even though he hits 25 home runs a year. His career OPS is under 800, even though he hits 25 home runs a year. Um, he's, you know, that home runs and the outfield assists may make for great TV. They may make for great, you know, sports center clips and stuff. And I honestly think they make him appear better than he really is. I think some people who, you know, don't really dive in too deep. Think now that guy, that guy is a player when really, you know, he's a player. He, he's he got his strengths, but he's got just about as many weaknesses, really. And look, five teams in five years. That is for a guy who with that kind of pop every year, who's dependable as far as health goes. Something's fishy with that. I can't help but overlooking that looking that, you know, is it the hot dogging in the field? Does he fart constantly in the clubhouse? Does he reheat fish in the clubhouse microwave? There could be something toxic about him, or at least something that his teammates, his coach, his coaches, his manager may not be too keen on, and he may not be the kind of guy that you want around that clubhouse long-term. It's a possibility. Five teams in five years. Where there's smoke, usually there's fire. You know, you, you keep on saying going all in in 2022, but keeping an arbitration eligible guy is not going all in. No, it's not. Maybe all in wasn't the correct term there, but you keep you keep evolving. You keep adding, you contributing to the farms and be like, hey, we can get two good guys here, one with really good pop and one with really good speed that could evolve, really evolve into something. Let's sell high on this guy and get his hot dog and ass out of right field in Fenway Park. <laughs> hot, do hot dogging, making the most assists and put outs as a, as a right fielder is hot dogging. Then I'm the biggest fucking hot dog in the world because <laughs> airmail on the cutoff, man, airmail and home plate. That's hot dogging. Isn't that the same thing as an error is, is doing that considered an error? What do you mean? Like is airmailing a ball considered an error? Yeah. So he, he, Got more putouts than he more than he airmailed or hot dog. He he did he he got more kibasis than he did hot dogs. <laughs> I don't know what's bratwurst? better than a hot dog. He got more bratwurst. He got more brats than he Deer did sausage. A hot dog. <laughs> deer sausage. Oh jeez, John's obsessed with killing deer now. <laughs> So look, that is uh, that's a good way to end it. And um, so look, we had a great brawl. Um, I don't think it's over. I think we're gonna these two are gonna continue to argue it out every time the Angels come into Fenway and Hunter Renfro goes three for five. I think it's gonna reignite this debate. Or in 
20 years from now, somebody writes the book and mentions they didn't think Hunter Runfro was necessarily the best teammate, that he farted too much in the locker room. Luke would be there letting us all know, hey, I said it 20 years ago. I told you. I knew it back then. I know it now. So we had a great uh, brawl tonight. I hope everybody listening appreciate it. Please tweet at us at Bleacher Brawl. No S, just Bleacher Brawl on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Who won the brawl? Who made better points? Whose points did you like? Did you think of something differently that you never thought of, uh, that you weren't thinking previously? Um, But all in all, interact with us. Let us know who you thought won this brawl. Uh, While you're at it, you can also check us out on our website, BleacherBrawls.com. Our YouTube channel, where Derek is always putting up some really good videos. And, uh, of course, our podcast, where you can hear us anywhere uh, that you listen to your podcast. Um, One more thing while we're doing this. I just want to say that our Bleacher Brawls for the past 30 days, our post that got the most amount of reads, was uh, Luke's top 10 sitcoms of all time. Excellent list. And if you got it here, if you haven't read it yet, Go check it out after you're done listening to this brawl. Um, Numbers one and two on that list. Excellent. And I'm not going to give them away. So you have to go read the uh, read the post. Um, Guys, I great brawl tonight. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I liked listening to it. Luke, you made some points that I hadn't thought of before, though. I still think Hunter Renfro should have stayed with the Red Sox. But hey, that's just my opinion. And I want to hear how everybody else thinks. So with that, we're done for the night. And Please let us know. You listen to the brawl. Tell us who you thought, what you think should have happened. Should the Red Sox have kept Hunter Renfro or was that a good deal? Uh, I'm John. Uh, We have Doug and Luke. And for Bleacher Brawls, thanks for listening. Frankfurter Renfro.